Hello everyone, this is the Audience Explorer, a podcast for you as a founder or creator who wants to develop an audience for your product or service. I'm Matthias Bohlen. Welcome back to the next episode. This time my guest is Leslie Sim from Singapore. I'm so happy to have you here. Good morning, Leslie. Hi, thanks for having me on. Leslie is very much into WordPress and she's bootstrapping a company for it. And she's also into personal growth. I find that very interesting. Uh, she's building a product, Newsletter Glue, where she will surely tell us later about it. And I'm very happy to have you here. So, Leslie, let's start with a little introduction. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your backstory. What is it that you typically do? I'm not sure about what I typically do. I think my day-to-day <laughs> -day is very varied. But a little bit about myself. I live in Singapore. Uh -huh. It's For those of you who aren't um, familiar with it, it's a tiny country in the middle of Southeast Asia that has pretty good control over COVID, actually. Yeah. Um, we're, we're pretty much a tropical country, so it's sunny and rainy all year round, and we have really good food. Right. Um, personally, I have a background in marketing and advertising. I've done a whole range of stuff from uh, B2B marketing to working at an ad agency, and building my own agency. And so that's kind of been what I've been doing for the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. And in 2020, I got fed up with the agency and having clients and all of that stuff and decided to try building my own software. And it's my first time doing it. So I wanted to do something slightly less ambitious. Or, well, I'm not sure if that's fair because there are huge WordPress plugins out there with millions of users. But in my case, I wanted to create a WordPress plugin mm -hmm. because in my own agency, we build WordPress sites for clients and do a digital marketing for them. And so mm -hmm. I have a lot of experience on that side of WordPress. And I thought it'd be cool to create a WordPress plugin and see what that business is like. So yeah. Pretty cool. So you know more about the inside of WordPress now, right? How WordPress behaves from the inside, how it presents itself to the admin, for example, when somebody is installing a plugin, uh, maybe you want to help them and so on. So what does this plugin do? What's the name and what does it do? The name of the plugin is Newsletter Glue. <laughs> it's like a lightweight newsletter builder inside the Gutenberg block editor. So basically uh -huh. you can write newsletters the same way as you would write blog posts. And we provide a bunch of different blocks to kind of spruce up your newsletter. Ah. And you connect it to your email service provider. So that might be MailChimp, MailerLite, SendinBlue, Campaign Monitor. And I think as of today, we have Active Campaign as well. So you connect, connect to them and then this that you send all of your newsletters directly from WordPress while maintaining all the segments and automations that you might already have set up inside your email service provider. 
that saves you some time because you don't have to to prepare your blog posts and turn them into newsletters that's done for you automatically right yeah that's exactly right and it's also we also have blogs that let you like for example if you create our weekly roundup newsletter then we have blogs that like pro blogs that let you bulk embed the links and so that can be done in a matter of seconds rather than minutes or even hours of adding the featured image into MailChimp and then adding oh, the links yeah, and yeah. all that kind of thing. Can you also embed tweets, for example? Uh, yes, so the Pro plugin allows you to embed tweets. Ah, that's cool, because that's always something I struggle with. I, I really like uh, to embed tweets into my blog posts, and, and it's a little difficult if you don't have the, the Twitter script correctly yes. set up. <laughs> <laughs> And how did you get started with all this? How did, did you get the idea and, and the first people who were interested? How did that work out? It's kind of a winding story. Uh -huh. So I actually met my co-founder Ahmed on Indie Hackers in, towards the end of 2019. Okay. And at that point, he'd been building a separate plugin. It's a membership plugin. So mm -hmm. let's add members into your site, lock them in, restrict content, stuff like that. Uh, so mm -hmm. yeah, so he'd be build, building that and I partnered up with him. He was looking for a co-founder. So I partnered up with him to handle the marketing and business side of things. And then once we actually started trying to market it, quickly found out that it was very, very hard. Again, this was my first time going into software at all. Uh -huh. So there was a very steep learning curve. And I realized that we didn't really have any unique selling point strong enough to convince people to switch, um, especially as a young plugin. Even if your features are 10x better, most people who are creating something like a membership site, which is quite important and has, you know, they're trying to get attract members and stuff like that, they, they might prefer to use a more established plugin. Okay. So things like that made us run into quite a lot of problems getting traction for the plugin. And we then considered shutting it down. But when we were considering shutting it down, for me personally, the thing that I felt that I would miss the most would be this separate add-on, this site feature that we had created that connects MailChimp to WordPress. Because uh -huh. I had been using that particular feature for my own newsletter. And then that got me thinking because, you know, if I was said that this feature would go and I wasn't sure where I would be able to get a similar feature from. So I thought, okay, so maybe there's something here, you know, I obviously like it and I can't find any direct competitors doing the exact thing that I was looking for. So maybe we can pivot and create a new plugin out of a small feature of our original ah. plugin. Yeah, yeah, that often happens in the founders community that a founder suddenly sees, hey, this small feature that we have could be much better as a standalone product. I heard stories like that more often. Yeah, interesting that it's the case on your side as well. And how did the collaboration work out between the technical side and the marketing side? I, I guess you have a kind of role separation, role division uh, between the two co-founders, right? Yeah, I think so far we work really well together. So we work mainly in uh -huh. Slack and Notion. We work in different time zones. So Agnet is in Egypt. And so it actually works out well because it forces me to be way more organized and document everything. Uh -huh. Because we don't have a lot of 
overlap in terms of when we're both awake and active on Slack. How many so, hour time difference is it from Egypt to your uh, side? Good question. I'm not sure, but added to the complexity is he's been sleeping, waking up late and sleeping late. And so oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. That adds up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as a result, I think we only get like two or three hours of overlap towards the end of my night. So around 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Okay. is when we talk a lot. Yeah, which can be tough, right? That's really late in the day. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's been working really well so far. I do a lot of the product management. So, you know, talking to, to customers, figuring out what we should do, how we should do it. Mm -hmm. I've also learned product design, UI, UI design as a result. And so I've been creating everything in Adobe XD and then sending him the mockups and everything, putting it in nicely in Notion. And then ah, if he okay. needs clarifications, he'll either add a comment in Notion or uh, message me on Slack and we'll discuss further. But yeah, so that's how we've been working. And like I said earlier, it's been working pretty well. Nice. That's really nice. And about your audience, what was the first contact that you made to, to kind of uh, prospect or customer or some, someone or user, someone like that? Um, we started. So, so when I started with the membership plugin, I tried going, I tried talking to people first in Facebook groups, but that proved difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and it also didn't help that we didn't build in public. So Ahmed had built like a lot of it already before I started trying to gain interest for the plugin. So with Newsletter Glue, I knew that I wanted to do things differently. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I did was publish a post on Indie Hackers asking, you know, I have this idea for a plugin. Would people be interested in it? And I think I called it Substack for WordPress. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and so... Because people uh, already know Substack, right? Yeah, exactly. And so I published it in Indie Hackers and in a couple of Facebook groups for newsletter writers. Uh -huh. And I think the combination of doing those, those two things on uh, those two channels maybe got me about... It probably got about a hundred kind of like people who are vaguely interested, which converted into about 40 emails, which then again converted into about maybe 10 actually interested people who I followed up with by email and by uh, video calls and all of that. Mm. Uh, so by the time we had done that, I gotten a much better idea of who, who the audience was, what kind of product they wanted and even just looking at their WordPress setups and what they, the way that they, they expected to use the plugin. So ah. that whole experience was really helpful. Pretty cool. How did it work with the Facebook groups? Because uh, I had difficulties with that when I joined Facebook groups. I had no idea what people were talking about and I started talking and suddenly they said, hey, Matthias, you are self-promoting yourself. We don't like that. Was that the case in your case too or was it? did you feel welcome there? That's, how, that's what I experienced when I started promoting the membership plugin. But uh -huh. I think I got really lucky with the newsletter plugin because 
the Facebook groups for newsletters that I joined were very positive, I guess. Okay. And self-promotion in a nice way was kind of encouraged and not hated on, I guess. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I guess I got lucky just because of the culture of those groups. Interesting. So it really depends on the group that you come in. Some groups are on that side and some, some groups are on that side. Then how, how did you develop your audience further? You said that you had really 10 interested people. How did you start from there? Good question. I guess the other two, so the first two channels were Indie Hackers and Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. And then the other two channels that really helped me were Twitter and paid Slack groups. So I'm a member of Poststatus, which is a paid Slack group. It's full of WordPress professionals. Hmm. And so being in there helped my plugin get picked up by the Poststatus newsletter. And they have a huge audience. And so when they sent that out, I got a bunch more interest. Uh -huh. And then also just from uh, tweeting regularly, I got more people interested as well on the plugin. And actually the, so the interesting thing about Twitter for me at least was that it's been very beneficial for partnerships rather than to build like audience directly with my customers necessarily. So what I mean mm -hmm. by that is mm -hmm. I've been talking a lot with fellow business owners or people um, with podcasts like yourself who are willing to have me on and so, you know, in doing so, I get to tap your audience or other people's audience. And so that's yeah. um, what I found very beneficial because at the beginning, like I started 2020 with maybe 30 people, 30 followers, and they were uh -huh. all my you know, close friends, none of whom are, are going to be customers of Newsletter Glue. Okay. And so, yeah, so just like leveraging on other people's audiences by tweeting regularly and connecting with people, ensuring that. Um, and building in public, I guess, mm -hmm. um, on Twitter. Yeah, that's helped a lot. That's interesting. It, it's, it resonates with me because I started at the end of October with zero followers to a really fresh Twitter account. And I wanted to build a tool that, that lets people understand their audience on Twitter. So it's called Get the Audience, as we, you will know. And I noticed your tweets and I said, oh, somebody's building with WordPress. I have a history in WordPress because I had my own blog in, in WordPress several years ago. Cool. And so I was interested. And I noticed the same effect. The Indie Hackers community was very welcoming. Several founders and co-founders active there. And they are very openly sharing their experience and they were really helpful. And same thing on Twitter where those people, the Indie Hacker people hang out. They are also very friendly and you can partner up with them. And for example, I, I noticed Arvid Karl with his large audience and he helped me very much with a shout out. And it's, it's an amazing experience. But right, it's not so much that you do selling on Twitter, but it's more like building community and building, yeah, really building an audience of interested people. Now, when you think of, of your current audience, would you share some statistics with us? How many active users have you got that really installed your plugin and, and are using it? Uh, way too few. 
way too few. <laughs> okay, maybe we, we will do some um, uh, advertising here, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we have, I've been keeping track. So we have about 180 um, active installs. That's um, pretty good already. 180. Oh, I would dream of that. <laughs> yeah, but that's for the free plugin. Okay. Yeah. And for the paid version? For the paid version, I think we have maybe between 15 and 20. Uh huh. Okay. So it makes a little difference. Yeah, I've, I noticed that too. People, when people shall spend money, they consider it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> So 15 to 20 and 180 in the free version. So you have the possibility to contact them, right? You can reach them via the newsletter, I think. And maybe what are you doing to get in more contact with, with them, to speak with them? To be honest, that's something that I've been absolutely horrible about. <laughs> so I haven't Same done. thing here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's it's easy. That's, I guess that's one of the things about being a bootstrap founder, right? Like, you know all the things you're supposed to do, but then at the end of the day, <laughs> you, you know, you're actually, you're physically limited by the amount of time that you have. And maybe this is a personal fault, but I'm very stubborn and not willing to compromise on, you know, killing myself and working um, mm -hmm. 20 hour days. Mm -hmm. And also, and this is definitely a fault, but I tend to be too much of a perfectionist. So for example, I haven't started my newsletter to customers yet because I want uh, the newsletter to have a clear purpose and a clear theme. Ah, and, mm -hmm. you know, I want to make sure that I'd be able to sustain it and know what I want to talk about and have all of those things running first before I send out uh, emails. Although. I'm sure, to be honest, I could just start sending them out regularly. And I mean, irregularly and it's sporadic. Nobody would care that much, especially at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the so early adopters the are tolerant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's that's me, I guess. No, it's not only you. It's the same thing here. I, I have an email list of about what is it, 40 people, 50 people? Yeah, everyone who signed up, I, I put them on that email list and I email them once a week, but only with the blog posts that I have. For instance, the podcast that I record, like with you today, I transcribe them into a blog post. I publish it on the site and then I um, turn it into an email to the people on the list. And afterwards, a few days after, I tweet about it and I also uh, publish something like I call uh, the takeaway tweets. It's a series, it's a thread of, of several tweets that uh, summarize the key takeaways of the blog post. So that's pretty much all I do. What I really should that's do... A lot. <laughs> is, yeah, it's already a lot. <laughs> but what I really should do is uh, really talk to people, ask them more, how's your experience with Get the Audience? How are you working with Get the Audience? What are you trying to achieve? What's their goals? And so on. So much more into a dialogue. I really miss that. I, I didn't do that yet. So I mm. should do that. Yeah, I feel like uh, we're suffering way. from, I feel like we are suffering from opposite illnesses. So I think that's some, that talking to customers is something that was drummed into me after the um, first 
failure of not talking to customers and having uh-huh. read lots of Arabic call and the mom test and all of that. So oh, I yeah, became very yeah. obsessive about talking one-on-one to customers. And then I t- completely left the, you know, scaled version of that, like newsletters and stuff like that. I like, completely ignored that. But it seems like you've done the exact opposite. Like you've been really good about doing the scaled stuff. So like sending the newsletters and doing the tweets and getting and growing the audience but then have been a bit uh, more lax on the customer interview side of things. Right. On the one-on-one side, yeah, I really should do, do more one-on-ones uh, because you learn more. It's amazing what you learn. I had a uh, Zoom call with one of the early customers and he gave me so much good feedback and so many good ideas. For, for example, he told me how, how he's going to use Get the Audience, what he's planning for, what is he's trying to achieve. And this is golden. This is absolutely golden information for me as a builder. Yeah, I should do more of, more of that. Speaking about goals, when you think of 2021, imagine 2021 is over. What would you like to have achieved together? I recently added this to my Twitter account, actually, my profile, and that's to have one one month of 10k revenue. Okay, hey, that's that's good. Yeah, I don't know how um, achievable it is. I mean, it's not unrealistic, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you know, a lot of things are going to have to go right in order for us to achieve that. So we'll see. Yeah, when you trace back from that goal, and when you ask yourself, what would that mean? What I, what would I need for that? For example, how many customers? How much marketing? How much this and that? What would that really mean to achieve uh, 10k? What do you think? It would mean we get anywhere, be- depending on which plans they sign up for, of course, but somewhere between 70 to 100 new customers in one month. So that's you know it's hard it's hard to do that <laughs> but at the same time you know it's it'll be fun trying to um, aim for that i think okay. yeah like black friday is historically quite a big deal in the wordpress community so that for example could be something that we work towards when is black friday it's in november right yeah end of november uh uh-huh, end of november yeah this would be a good point in time Black Friday is good when Amazon does all their deals and <laughs> yeah. What about you? Do you have any twenty twenty one goals? Hmm. I have more near term goals at the moment. I'm trying to reach more conversions from the free trial. I've got some signups for a free trial, and I don't know whether they will convert. So my first goal would be ten conversions. To, to paying yes. customers. This would be my first goal. I, I am hoping for that this happens in the first quarter. And then the next goal would be 100 conversions. Uh, this, will take, hmm, this will take some time, I think. <laughs> so by the end of the year, I would be happy if I ha- have uh, 100 paying customers. That w- this would be great. It would already be a great, great thing to have. Cool, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, so should we close here? It has been really a good learning from you. I, I got many new ideas from you and I'm, I'm very much interested in how your journey continues. So I think we'll uh, meet on Twitter more often and uh, I will see how it goes. That sounds great. Yeah, I think, I think we're already following each other. So 
Yeah, it'll be great to see so. how you progress as well. And anything I can do to help amplify, get the audience out. Yeah, I'll happily, happily do as well. Oh, that's very nice of you. Many thanks, uh, Leslie, for today and good luck with your uh, newsletter glue. Thanks so much for having me on. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Audience Explorer podcast today. You can find me on Twitter at GetTheAudience and you can check out the blog at GetTheAudience.com. If you have any questions about this episode, reach out to me on Twitter or send an email to Matthias at GetTheAudience.com. If you want to support this podcast, please leave a rating in your favorite podcast player app. This will help other founders or creators to find this podcast about developing an audience for their product or service. Thank you very much for listening and see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.